This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. God, we say yes to your will, God. We say yes to your will, God. Whatever you say, God. We say yes, God. Help us to move how you say move, oh God. Say no to what you say no to, oh God. Help us to hear your voice, God. Hear your clear, God. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. My subject today is I'm still here. Hallelujah. I'm still here. We're going to be reading from Genesis 37. We're going to be reading a whole lot of different places in the word because all throughout the word he's saying you're here. You're alive. You're here because I said so. Hallelujah. Genesis 37, 26 through 28 and verse 36. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain by killing our brother? We'd have to cover up the crime. This is New Living Translation. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelite traders. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Ishmaelites came, uh, when the, so when the Ishmaelites, who were Midianite traders, came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver. And the traders took him to Egypt. In verse 36, yeah. meanwhile, while they were breaking their father's heart, lying to him that he was dead, the Midianite traders arrived in Egypt where they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, uh -huh. the king of Egypt. Potiphar was captain of the palace guard. Now skipping down to chapter 45, verse 1, after the famine had begun and now uh, they were now in Egypt pleading for food to live. Yeah. Joseph finally reveals himself. Yeah. Joseph could stand it no longer. Mm -hmm. There were many people in the room and he said to the attendants, out, all of you. So he was alone with his brothers yeah. when he told them who he was. Yeah. Then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him. And word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into, into Egypt. Yes, God kept me. I'm still here. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourself for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. Yes, I'm still here. God created each of us to be special, different than any other creatures. He blessed each of us with different giftings and different levels of those giftings and talents. 
So we all have gifting, but we can uh, we can have uh, same giftings in in, in singing, uh, 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 but it's at different levels. Of, of talent. That's how God does. He gives it different levels. Some more than others. I told two of my friends uh, that if I could sing like them, God knew I would probably be stuck up. So he said, I'm only giving you this little piece here. You take this here and you, you get this little measure and you go work with that. So I said, alright, I got what I got. I gotta work with it. Amen. He gives runners different measures. So think of a runner with a great measure. That means that when he was born or she was born, the talent was already in him. No one realizes it when he's a young child, but maybe it's realized by a gym teacher or a relative who also had the same or similar talent. Now the word is spreading that he's got a special talent in running. He's moving up the ladder in little junior races, not really big yet, when suddenly he has a bad injury to happen to his leg. And his little heart is broken in pieces because the one thing he knows he can do well, he can't do anymore. Everyone is saying, it'll be all right, you will heal. But inside of himself, he's saying, this healing is sure taking a long time. Meanwhile, other runners are running and winning awards and ribbons and celebrating. And he says, I just can't. But now your leg is healed, they tell him. Okay, so he begins to run again. But is so very cautious and afraid to give it his all. Scared to put weight on the leg because he can remember the pain, remember the injury. We've seen stories like this on TV all the time. But whatever the injury was, whether physical, mental, or emotional, it can scar a person where they cannot perform like their true selves. You cannot see the real talent come forth. They might have a scar, but in reality, the scar can only remind them, but it can't physically alter their performance. But their low self-image and their lack of confidence in themselves or what they can do can. It can alter their performance. So they appear to be afraid. They look like they can't perform anymore. But in reality, all they have to do is believe again in what God put in them and do it again. Now there are scouts and recruiters out there who have not seen his true level of ability. They are passing him over because he's apprehensive about giving it his all. But when his father and the doctor begins to assure him, that he's okay, your leg is completely healed. It's like new. He eventually begins to see himself differently. And his confidence returns full force. He's doing things he didn't even know he could do. Breaking and making records that have never been made before. And now introducing the real me. The healed me. 
Yes, I'm still here. The enemy tried to take me out, but God said, no, I'm not done with you yet. Your calling and purpose has not yet reached completion. Psalm 27, 13 through 40 said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 97 and 17, 94 and 17 says, unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. God tells Jacob in Genesis 28 and 15, Behold, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. He said, Come on, let's go, let's go. I'm not done with you yet. Whatever God says, is so. Genesis 1 verse 3 says he said let there be light. Verse 6 and 7 let there be a firmament. Verse 9 he said let the waters. Verse 11 he said let the earth bring forth. Verse 14 and 15 he said let there be lights in firmament. Verse 20 he said let the water bring forth moving creatures and let the birds fly. Verse 24, he said, let the earth bring forth cattle and creeping beasts. And at the end of each verse, the word said, and it was so, hallelujah, and it was so whatever God says, it is so. But he didn't stop talking in the first book of the Bible. No, no, no. In Acts 28 and 3 and 6, Paul was bitten by the viper, but he shook it off from his hand and said, yes, I'm still here, because that was God's plan. When the Israelites came out on the other side of the Red Sea, the enemy lost again. The plan of the enemy was for them to be back in bondage or dead that day. But the people of God declared, we're still here. It tried to kill me. It should have killed me. I should have been sleeping in my grave. I should have been locked up in a jail cell, drooling in a mental institution. But I'm still here. I'm still here. The abuse couldn't take me out. The drugs didn't take you out and didn't eat up every one of my brain cells. The gang bullets, the stab wounds couldn't do it. No matter how the devil tried to kill you, steal and destroy, you're still here. No matter what weapon he formed against us and our family, we're still here. No matter the curse that the enemy tried to work through the generations, it didn't work. I'm still here. How about your time? Hey, hey, hey. I'm still here. Hallelujah. I don't know what happened to my father. I don't know what went wrong with his father. And the next one, and the next one, and the next one. 
glory. I can see the scars of where he tried to kill me. I'm still living from the last shot at me, but I'm still here. He tried to shame me out of speaking. He tried to shame me out of singing and loving. Hallelujah. Tried to make me feel low and dirty and disgusting, but that didn't work. What's your testimony? You have watched people treat you like you're second class because your church is not big, because my gift is not like someone else's or whatever, but I'm still here. You know why? Because God reached way down under all that rubble, under all that dirt and shame that the enemy tried to put over top of us and pulled us up out of hell and said, you still will be what I called you to be because I said so. Whatever God called you to be from the foundations of the world, that is what you will be. The devil himself can't stop it. Hallelujah. None of his imps can stop it. Nothing can stand up against Jehovah God. So all of your enemies who are smiling in your face, but secretly hoping you'll fail and watching you, they don't want you to make it. They're waiting for your downfall, waiting to rejoice. Maybe they're waiting for a bad medical report because they want your husband. They want your wife. They, are, they were watching Paul, expecting him to swell up and drop dead at any moment. God was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Tell somebody, I'm still here. My God, my God. And while I'm here, I'm going to do what God created me to do. I don't care if you're scared and shaking. Do it anyway. Moses went scared and feeling inadequate, but he went anyway. They may have wanted to kill him, but Moses lived as long as God said so. Just keep walking like the children of Israel. They kept walking on dry land, might I add. Not in the mud, in, on dry land. Through the Red Sea. While God was taking care of their enemies, yeah. they was walking. That's right. How y'all watching? No. Acts 16 and 25 through 26. Yeah. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Just like God did at the Red Sea, he will cause nature to act, sometimes out of its ordinary function, to free and protect his people. That's what God would do. In my conclusion, remember, if God says you're going to live, no matter how close your enemy gets, how they seemingly back you in a corner, up against the Red Sea. No matter, even if they nip you a little bit like they like the enemy did Paul, you're gonna live 
word go forth out of his mouth, out of his thought. It's a done deal. No devil in hell can stand against our God. It doesn't matter what they're saying about me. I know people are talking about me, but I can't care. No matter how your job is acting, if God said you will be working there for another five, 10, 20 years, that's where you're going to be. The doctor can say what he may, but once God speaks on it, it's whatever he says it will be because he's a sovereign God. Tell yourself, I'm going to live. The enemy likes to secretly tell us we're not going to make it. We're not going to live. We we just, we're going to die. If God says, I'm going to live to see and declare the blessings of the Lord, that is what it will be. Tell your neighbor that I'm still here because God said so. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.